Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for December 16. My name is John Mason. It's great you could join us. The Bible reflection today takes up the theme of Advent and will be followed by the anthem, And I Saw a New Heaven, sung by the Chamber Choir of St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney, with their kind permission. Prayers are drawn from the Anglican Prayer Book. One of the strengths of these prayers is that they are grounded in the Bible, and because we repeat them, over time they become etched in our memory for our edification. While the Word on Wednesday is a ministry of the Anglican Connection, it's not just for Anglicans. Everyone is welcome. You can find out more about the Anglican Connection and our February online conference at www.anglicanconnection.com. As we begin, Catherine Jacob will bring us a Bible reading. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 through 4. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastation of many generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Catastrophic events such as we've seen this year give us pause and challenge us to see life with new eyes. This year, nations have looked to their leaders to chart a course to preserve life and secure livelihoods. Leaders who worked at this won our respect. Throughout the ages, people have expressed their desire for leaders they can respect. Plato wrote about a philosopher king in his Republic. In recent times, Tolkien addressed the longing people have for a trustworthy leader in The Lord of the Rings. Good and upright leaders are rare. That said, because no leader is perfect, most people, as every election shows, long for a leader who will use their position to provide for the security and welfare of the nation. In a fallen world, the freedom to elect leaders is so important and very precious. When we look back to the history of Israel, we learn that the prophet spoke of a special leader whom God would send. In Isaiah chapters 1 through 39, we read of God's condemnation of his people's self-worship and their disregard of him. Isaiah warned of God's judgment, and in 586 BC, the Babylonians demolished Jerusalem and took its people captive. But Isaiah is not all negative, for he opens a window on something new God planned to do through a special king. In Isaiah chapter 61 we read, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, 
because the Lord has anointed me. And Isaiah 61 continues by telling us what this spirit-led figure will do. He has come to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. It's not until we come to the New Testament that we see the real significance of these words. For in Luke chapter 4, verses 17 through 19, we read that Jesus, as guest speaker in the synagogue in Nazareth, opened the scroll of the book of Isaiah at chapter 61. He read, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Period. Full stop. Jesus didn't complete Isaiah's words and the day of vengeance of our God. Significantly, he went on to comment, Today these words are being fulfilled in your midst. By putting a period, full stop, to Isaiah's words, Jesus indicated that there would be two stages to the day of the Lord. The day of favour, the day of justice. His first coming was the time of favour, of mercy, of God's rescue operation. His return would be the time of God's judgment and the establishment of His rule in all of its glory and perfection for all to see forever. It's important that we notice how Jesus applies Isaiah's words in His public ministry. He says He has come to the aid of the poor, the captives, the blind and the oppressed. When did He do this? After all, he didn't provide food and clothing for all the needy around him. He didn't release any prisoners, not even John the Baptist. Why? When we explore words such as poor, blind, captive and mourn in the pages of Isaiah and the Old Testament as a whole, we see that these words are often used as metaphors. The poor is often a reference to those who are spiritually poor the blind to those who are spiritually blind, and the captives to those who are captive to self, to sin and death. Those who mourn are aware of their broken relationship with God, as well as the brokenness of the nation, the brokenness of the world, in its relationship with God. That said, there were times when Jesus literally fulfilled Isaiah's words. He did feed people who were hungry. He did give sight to some who were blind. And he did release people who were captive to the powers of evil. In each instance, the miracle is a picture of God's compassion and his ultimate purpose, to provide life in all of its fullness and freedom for his people forever. The events pointed to the beauty and perfection of the rule of God's King. By reading from Isaiah chapter 61 in the synagogue in Nazareth that day, Jesus assumed the mantle of the anointed servant king of Isaiah's vision. He was announcing that the final great era of God's mercy had dawned. Yes, Jesus introduced a tension between the is and the yet to be of God's rule, but it is a tension that we need to work with, for it is God's plan. It's so important for us to see this. 
for we need to live with this tension in our lives. Many around us have thrown God out of the equation of life and see political power and their worldview as the solution to the world's ills, of which there are many. The day will come when Jesus Christ will return in all his kingly glory. Before he departed from his followers, Jesus commissioned them with the primary task of proclamation, announcing God's good news of release to all nations. What's more, he continues to raise up men and women to carry on this task, to give people everywhere the chance to turn back to God while there is time. Isaiah tells us, and Jesus repeats, now is the time of God's favour, the era of God's grace. The opportunity to respond to God's good news won't last forever. Now is the time to listen up and to respond. In Jesus we find the leader we long for, God's King who will come in all might, majesty, dominion and power. Do you believe this? Are you prepared? Are you keen to help others to be ready for the advent, the return of the King?
Almighty God, we pray that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered through your guidance that your people may joyfully serve you in all godly quietness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for peace. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all people, and banish from them the spirit that makes for conflict, so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for everyone in need. O God, creator and preserver of all people, we humbly pray for all sorts and conditions of men and women, that you would be pleased to make your way known to them, your saving power among all nations. We commend to your fatherly goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed, with any kind of sickness or sorrow, anxiety or need. Lord, we particularly pray for your comfort for those who are grieved by the loss of loved ones at this time. We also pray for the many who are out of work. Give wisdom and compassion to leaders, enabling them to facilitate an effective economic recovery, and so provide opportunity for work for everyone. Lord, we also pray for those who are in physical, mental, or emotional danger at this time. Father, may it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be with you and remain with you always. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, Andrew Pearson, the Dean and Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, and Catherine Jacob, a member of the Cathedral Ministry team. The introductory and concluding music is from the Cathedral, under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardew and Zachary Hicks. Edgar Bainton's setting of And I Saw a New Heaven is sung by the Chamber Choir of St. Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney, under the direction of Ross Cobb. Prayers are drawn from an Australian prayer book 1978 and the Bible readings are from the New Revised Standard Version. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.